Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So YouTube's at it again, censoring the Dan Bongino show. I'll get to that in a minute. Also, we need a house cleaning, a genuine, authentic, full house cleaning. I don't mean a house cleaning like, you know, you get a house cleaner in here to dust off your shelves. I mean, we need a house cleaning at the upper levels of the FBI and the CIA. I'm very sorry, folks. I was a federal law enforcement officer myself. I had no problem putting my politics aside and protecting both a Democrat and Republican president. Why is it that people at the top of the FBI and CIA, two of the most powerful entities on the planet that can change your life in a minute, cannot, many of them, cannot seem to put their politics aside. If you can't raise your right hand, and pledge allegiance to the Constitution of the United States and the United States of America and put your politics aside, please find a new line of work. Why am I talking about this? Because we're going to open the show today with some troubling new abuses by the CIA and FBI who seem to become entirely political actors now and put their law enforcement and intelligence missions to the side. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, protect your data from big tech. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. Before we do that, producer Joe, please, with your traditional Friday open. It's Friday! <laughs> yeah! Joe, Joe, very dramatic Friday open. As always, yes. bringing us back to the uh, 1960s radio days with his... Uh, Best Halcyon Days radio voice. We always appreciate it. Thank you, producer Joe. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. You ever stop to wonder why access is so much cheaper these days to the internet, like 30, 40 bucks a month? It's because internet service providers that provide you with your internet, they're not just making money off subscription fees. You know what else they're making money off? You! Spying on your internet activity and selling that history and data to big tech companies. You know that? So what's the best way to make sure that 100% of your data is encrypted and that your ISP can't get a hold of it? You guessed it. ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN creates a secure tunnel between your devices and the internet so that everything you do online is encrypted. It reroutes your connection through a secure server. It blocks your ISP from seeing everything you do online. All they can see is that you're connected to an ExpressVPN server, but nothing beyond that. It's not just for your phone or computer. It works on all devices, tablets, smart TVs, even your router, so your entire family can stay protected. I cannot stress this enough. ExpressVPN is super easy to use. You just open up the app, tap a button to connect. That's it. Your data, it's your business. Protect it today. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months of ExpressVPN protection for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more. Expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. All All right. So, folks, before we get to it, yesterday... Was it yesterday's show? We did a segment on uh, the parents in uh, Granite, Utah and elsewhere finally speaking out because they are tired of their kids being sent to school with masks on. They don't feel it's necessary. So God forbid you show the citizenry of a country revolting against something they don't like. That's kind of how a constitutional republic works. So, Joe, if you would cue the music, please. This is the notification we got from YouTube. The Soviet National Anthem 
from our friends at YouTube. The communists at YouTube said, you have produced unauthorized thoughts and content, comrade. Here's the notification we got from these clown joker zeros at YouTube. Hello, Dan Bongino show clips. Dear comrade, we have reviewed your content and unfortunately we think it violates our medical medical misinformation policy. (laughs) We have removed the following content from YouTube. This is hilarious. They reviewed the content. Here's the title. Parents are revolting against school's dumb mask methods. You can't put that on YouTube. You can't. YouTube. I'm telling you. I love how they talk about like communist language too. Here's another thing they throw in there. We know this might be disappointing. It's not disappointing. I don't give a rat's caboose. I, I am an investor in an alternative platform to you communist losers. I'm not a, I'm not angry at all. You're actually you you are making me rich with your stupidity. I'm not kidding. I would just prefer a society where I don't get rich off your stupidity and that everybody believes in free speech. I would seriously prefer that. But if you're going to turn into communists in front of our very eyes, then yes, I'm going to produce a free speech model, Rumble and win when Rumble has been winning. By the way, huge. So uh there you go, YouTube strikes again. I'm telling you, they wake up every morning, the communists at YouTube, and they think to themselves, I can't say this enough, folks. What would a good communist do today? I've got an idea when the dirty, rotten, deplorable, you know, these uh, these disgusting filth we call the citizens actually get up and revolt against something they don't like, we better back up our bourgeoisie uh, folks here in the, in the, in the you know, Uh, And these legislatures and get them to put their masks on. We better ban any kind of citizen revolt here. That's exactly what the communists do. Every morning at the table with saluting, they probably have the big like babushka hats on too. (laughs) Joe just likes the beginning. That's why that's his favorite part. He asked me before the show. Please don't talk over the beginning. Joe, play the play the beginning again. Just because it is a big beginning to the YouTube national anthem, also known as the Soviet national anthem. Just hit the beginning again if you would mind. YouTube for you. <laughs> Gee, even yeah, popped to a salute there. It's just terrific. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, moving on. <laughs> so before I get to the corruption at the top level of the FBI and the CIA, I have to open it up with this first so you know what's motivating this. Folks, the FBI and the CIA are supposed to be non-political actors. They are supposed to be there to do very important things like enforcing federal laws and gathering intelligence to protect our national security. I know those are crazy ideas these days, crazy ideas, but those are very serious. Uh, those are very serious assignments that you don't just haphazardly throw aside because you have political beliefs. Listen, I, I don't, again, I don't want to uh, hate Talking about myself is just stupid. You know, self-praise kind of stinks, obviously. But I'm serious when I say this. Here we go. The whole emotional roller coaster of the Dan Bongino show. But I took my job with the Secret Service very seriously. Very seriously. I'm telling you as friends, as listeners, family members listen to my show. There wasn't one time in my entire career, Democrat worked for Clinton, Obama, Bush, it was never one time in my career I said, well, oh my gosh, I really don't like Clinton or Obama because they're Democrats. So let me do a crappy job today. Like I never, ever, ever did that. 
any intelligence analysis I got was always filtered through a nonpartisan lens. And we did our job. We had one job in the Secret Service. You know what that job was? You keep this guy alive, this president alive, or this protectee, whoever it may be, the vice president, you keep them alive no matter what. If you have to go first, then you go first. If you don't get to go home to see your kids because, God forbid, some terror attack happens, then I'm very sorry, but that's what you signed up for. There were no pity parties. It was none of this, oh, my gosh, this is so dangerous. But I've got kids at home. Yeah, you do got kids at home. But your job was to keep the president alive no matter what, even if it involves sacrificing your own life in potentially a very painful way. You know, I went over to Afghanistan. I went over to Indonesia. I spent time in the streets of Colombia, not South Carolina, not South Carolina, down in Colombia, South America. On very dangerous missions. You paid, your tax dollars paid. I'm, I'm not trying to be anybody's hero because I'm not, period. There are military people who do this every single day. They're the real heroes. And it certainly ain't me. I tell you that because it's, I took my job seriously. It mattered to me. And our mission had nothing to do with politics. And I can't even imagine someone suggesting in the Secret Service that because the president was white or something, that they were privileged, so we should entertain critical race theory when determining how to do our job. Now, you may laugh and say to yourself, that sounds really stupid. Like, why would the Secret Service ever say something like, well, the president's white, therefore critical race theory says he's an oppressor and privileged, so he should get less assets than a black president. Because critical race theory, which says that kind of stuff, is seeping into the government now and into agencies like the CIA. You doubt me? First, let's get into a little background on this critical race theory. Finally, some good news, some victories against this junk. And we're going to call it critical racism theory because it's racist. Washington Times story will be in the newsletter today. Bongino.com slash newsletter to subscribe to my newsletter. We'd appreciate it. It's, for, it's free, of course. Headline, leftist indoctrination. Tennessee legislature votes to ban critical race theory in schools. James Varney, Washington Times. Excellent. This is now, I believe, the second state to do this. Idaho has done it already. And other states, I think Florida is looking into getting rid of it, too. What is this? Here's from the Washington Times. If you want to hear about what, if you haven't heard of critical race theory, it is one of the most important fights we can do against the radical left right now because it is balkanizing our society and sicking one group against another. It's going to destroy us from within like a cancer. Quote, Washington Times. Critical race theory's proponents believe America is fundamentally racist and must be overhauled, a process that starts with defining people by their skin color. White people are inherently oppressors, according to the bedrock tribalism of the theory, while in practice, it often also divides people by their sex, sexuality, gender identification, and other aspects. And then they talk about intersectionality, uh, how this stuff all connects. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking you, please, and again, to the liberals who listen to the show, and some guy emailed me a listener and said, Dan, liberals don't listen to my show. No, I promise you, they do, because I get their emails, and they're really nasty. I'm not kidding. I'd, I'd post them, but I don't want to dox anyone, obviously. To the liberals listening and to the conservatives listening who run into their liberal friends, I need you to pass this message on. Critical race theory is racist by nature. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'd expect an honest answer. If the essence of critical race theory 
is that people should be judged by the color of their skin. I'm asking a very simple question. How is that not the definition of racism? It doesn't matter if you're a decent, good person or a bad person. You will be judged immediately simply by the color of your skin. And if you happen to be white, like I am, you lack a specific melanin content in your skin, then you are an oppressor. Can you define for me who I'm oppressing, please? Who, who exactly am I oppressing? You notice how they use these terms, but when you ask them for a specific definition of how that is, who am I oppressing specifically? They won't produce anything. Again, imagine that, the Secret Service. Hey, this president's white, so he's an oppressor, so we're going to give him less assets than we would a black president. You would be like, that's insane. Is it, ladies and gentlemen? Now we're moving into what I opened the show with, why we need a house cleaning at the upper level management, of the FBI and CIA. And I don't care if it makes me a target of them either. I really don't because this is too important. We have seen really troubling new abuses by the FBI, the whole Spygate thing, the targeting of people for political beliefs. And now we're seeing this critical race theory and this garbage seep its way into the CIA too. Did you all see this video? This was uh, Tucker Carlson played it on his show the other night and just laced into them. This is a new recruiting video by the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency. What the hell is this? Check this out. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box checking exercise. I am a walking declaration, a woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. I used to struggle with imposter syndrome, but at 36, I refuse to internalize misguided patriarchal ideas of what a woman can or should be. What the hell is that? Do your job. Do your job. Don't advertise to Russia, China, enemies of the United States, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and others on a recruiting video that we're hiring people and then advertising their words, not mine. They have anxiety disorders. And I'm not going to be attacked by ridiculous, dopey leftists either. What are you saying? There's something wrong with anxiety disorders? Folks, listen, I spent... A couple of years in graduate school studying neuropsychology, uh, psychoanalysis. I, great. Good. Good. Who cares? I don't. These are serious problems. They run in my family. Seriously. They can be devastating. There's treatment for them and help. Do we need to be advertising this? Do you really believe these Al-Qaeda terrorists training to behead you? In the middle of some dump somewhere, training to cut your head off and to be so emotionally hardened and obtuse to any response, uh, you, you, nothing bothers you anymore. You are a, a straight up killer all the time. Do you think this video scares them? I'm an intellect, intersectional, cisgender, millennial, anxiety disorder. But okay. There's assistance for that. We need to advertise this now? Folks, this is serious. 
These are all critical race theory buzzwords. I'm a cisgender, intersectional, millennial, patriarchal, war of white people. I'm a woman. I wasn't a mistake. No one said you were a mistake at the CIA. No, where did you get that? I'm not attacking this woman. Thank you for your service, despite this problem with anxiety. I mean it. Thank you. It runs in my mind. It's a very difficult thing. It's not a joke. I'm not virtue signaling anyone. But do we have to have, this is an advertising pitch. Can we talk honestly about this? We have a Chinese and Russian government. I spent time in both China and Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are not around. Fill in the blank. They're not messing around. They're not telling their comrades, do you have an anxiety disorder? Well, maybe we should advertise this to the United States of America. This is the Central Intelligence Agency. Your job is to gather intelligence to prevent us from being killed by foreign threats and actors. We're advertising this stuff? This is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing on behalf of the CIA. I'm really sorry, but I'm telling you, having been behind the scenes and seen this. Again, it's not, I'm not, it's not embarrassing that the, 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 that the woman uh, in the video airs the issue. That's fine. Like, talk to people about it. Get, get help for it, whatever it may be. Go right ahead. What's embarrassing is that someone at the CIA thought this was an advertising pitch. I can't even imagine. It'll be next. Again, a recruiting video for the Secret Service saying, I protect the President of the United States. I'm a cisgender millennial. I'm not a mistake. And I have an anxiety issue. Folks, okay, we'll help you get it treated. This is not an advertising pitch. People looking to, God forbid, assassinate the president might say, really? (sighs) It's not just the CIA, folks. It's the FBI, too, which is becoming sadly dominated by politics. I want to talk up next, if there's a quick uh, spot here. I want to talk about this politicized FBI and their, I have new strategy here, but It's new only in the respect that we've seen it just surfacing in the last couple of years, not new meaning today. Their strategy is this, the politicized FBI. They want to brief their targets, political targets, using dubious information, leak the word of the briefs to the media, and then gather intelligence on their targets using third parties with political motives, not law enforcement ones. Stay tuned. I will explain this to you and give you an example of what I mean in a minute. Let me get to my second sponsor, Alliance for Defending Freedom. Listen, you need to take a minute, please, and go to adflegal.org slash Dan. This is the website for Alliance for Defending Freedom. If you haven't heard of them, you should, because you need to know they're on the front lines defending your constitutional rights in courtrooms nationwide. For over 25 years, ADF has been protecting religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, free speech, parental rights, marriage, and the family. Among the over 150 cases they're leading, ADF is protecting people like Colorado cake artist Jack Phillips from these laws that targeted him. 
They're fighting for a little girl's right to wear a mask that says Jesus loves me at school. And they're trying to protect girls sports, which are under attack from radical activists. They do all this at no cost to their clients. They're completely funded by the generosity of patriots like you, which is why they need your support today. Please give what you can to help protect liberty and freedom. You know, I'm very careful. My sponsors is a good group. Go to adflegal.org slash Dan. That's adflegal.org slash Dan and make your tax deductible donation today. ADF wins nearly 80% of its cases and together we can defend liberty and justice no matter who is in power. Again, go to adflegal.org slash Dan today. We'd really appreciate the support. Okay. Speaking of defending freedom, unintentional, but uh, perfect timing. So the FBI, like the CIA, seems to uh, be drifting farther and farther away from its moorings into an open ocean of political correctness, identity politics, and critical race theory. Folks, listen, the Chinese and the Russians, Al-Qaeda and the terror groups are laughing at us. They're laughing at us that we're advertising critical race theory intersectionality rather than the fact that we need to fight a global terrorist uh, organization like Al-Qaeda and and a nuclear-powered super enemy like China and Russia. They're laughing at us that we are preoccupied with the melanin content of each other's skin and tearing each other apart. So we had kind of, um, sadly, as a joke, said, you know, the FBI's target list you know, seems quite odd these days. You would think in a sane world, the FBI's target list would read, you know, China, Russia, counter intel, Al-Qaeda, whatever order it may be, ISIS, Boko Haram, whatever terror groups, AQAP, right? You would think in a sane world, that would be where our priorities in the FBI would go to. So here's the new FBI target list. We had to modify it. It'll make sense after today's show. So target number one, we have... Cyber ninjas, the cyber ninjas. Yeah. (laughs) Target number two with the FBI is the Boogaloo Boys. Named after Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. I just found that out today, by the way. I saw that movie. I saw Breaking 1, too. You never saw that, that, uh, that woman again. She was in Ninja 3, The Domination. She was in that first movie. What was her name? Uh, Was it, uh. Oh my gosh, I remember her from me. So target number one, Cyber Ninjas. Target number two, the Boogaloo Boys. Target number three, we have Rudy Giuliani. And target number four is uh, John Solomon. Sorry, we got a wrong finger there. That's the new FBI target list. Where China and Russia sit in, I don't know, maybe between Cyber Ninjas and the Boogaloo Boys. Maybe ISIS manages to slip in between Rudy Giuliani and John Solomon. Dan, you're being tough on the FBI. Folks, the FBI is being tough on us. I love the FBI. I worked with guys who I'm, you know, I had great relationships with. They were great agents. I'm not going to tell you otherwise, just to pile on. They were fantastic. A lot of my good friends are FBI agents. Some Secret Service agents I work with are over there now. The upper level management of this agency is a total disaster. They have entirely left their moorings and are floating again in a sea of critical race theory, political garbage right now. So, Here's their new tactic for hitting up American citizens who disagree with the FBI's new political agenda. The FBI is a political agenda. (laughs) It's the same agenda as the left. They want to brief targets first using this dubious info. What do I mean? This is how they set people up. Look at this great piece by the Wall Street Journal editorial board. I rarely put Wall Street Journal pieces in the show notes because they're typically subscription only, but this one's worth your time. Click on it anyway. 
Be in the newsletter today. Wall Street Journal opinion. The FBI's dubious briefing. Did the FBI set up two GOP senators at the behest of the Democrats? Ladies and gentlemen, that title enough should have you saying, what? What do you mean we're asking a question in a free country if the most powerful law enforcement agency in the country set up two Republican senators? Yeah, we're asking that question. Why are we asking? Because they did this before. They did this before. Remember when they set up Donald Trump? When he was running for office, folks, with the briefing about Russia, only to find out later that the FBI agents in the briefing admitted that the briefing was used as an intelligence gathering exercise on who? Russia? No one. Donald Trump. Where are the civil libertarians, folks? They're doing it again. They are using, air quotes, briefings, the FBI, to set up their Republican opponents. This is an important piece. I'm going to go three screenshots from the piece. First, let's talk about who they set up. Republican senators Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley. Here's what happened. On Monday, Grassley and Johnson sent a letter to FBI Director Ray and Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines asking how the Washington Post came to know about an FBI briefing to both senators on August 6th. A Post story last week used the information to smear Johnson and Grassley on Johnson on his report on Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings, suggesting that Johnson ignored FBI warnings and thus may have been manipulated by the Kremlin. The newspaper cited only anonymous current and former U.S. officials. You get it? You get the setup? Ron Johnson, GOP senator from Wisconsin, is getting ready to put out and put out a damning report on Hunter Biden and his shady business dealings overseas. The FBI says, hey, we need to brief you on this. They show up for the briefing. They give Ron Johnson nothing of interest at all. And then it leaks to the Washington Post. So what can happen? You tell me you're following me, folks. So then when the Washington Post runs the story, they can say, even though Ron Johnson put out this devastating story about Hunter Biden, he was warned it could have been Russian disinformation. What a scam. The verdict is in genius. My new gavel. The other one broke. Thank you to new gavel person. Got a little inscription on there. You get the scam? No matter what, when damaging information about a Democrat, Hunter Biden or Joe Biden is about to come out, the Democrats are going to claim it's Russian disinformation. They're just making it up. It's not Russian or disinformation. And the way they're going to claim that is they're going to say, well, the FBI briefed the person who put out the information about X, Hunter Biden, or whatever, and they ignored it and did it anyway. What a scam. What a scam. So that's who they set up. Here's how they leak it. From the second part of the Wall Street Journal piece. In Grassley's letter and Johnson's letter, they note that the briefing by the FBI came after, listen to this, pressure from Democratic leadership. Democratic leadership wanted the FBI to brief Grassley and Johnson. Why would that be? In July 2020, the Democratic members of the Gang of Eight, who have access to intelligence secrets, sent a letter and a classified addendum to FBI Director Ray, specifically citing the Johnson-Grasley probe and Hunter Biden as a, region, a reason for, quote, an urgent briefing from Congress about foreign disinformation. That news was, of course, then leaked in what was an obvious attempt to tar the work of the two Republicans. Dear FBI guys and ladies at the top, I'm really sorry to ask this question, but can you be this silly? 
The answer is no. Of course you know you're being used by Democrats to go brief people to set up a story that when negative information comes out on Democrats, the Democrats are going to say, look, the FBI briefed them that this was potential disinformation. They ignored it. You're being used. So there's only one of two possible solutions. You know you're being used and you're in on it, or you don't know you're being used and you should resign because this is the most obvious setup in human history after the Spygate thing. This is our FBI right now. Now, you may say, well, what if the briefing they gave Senator Johnson and Senator Grassley had real information and it was Russian disinformation? No, 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 that's not what happened at all. Final portion from the Wall Street Journal piece. The two GOP senators became concerned when the ensuing briefing by the FBI turned out to be what they described as, quote, not specific, as well as, quote, unconnected to our investigation. They specifically expressed to the FBI during the briefing that they were concerned that it would be subject to leak for partisan gain, which is exactly what happened last week, despite the FBI's promise to the senators of confidentiality. Folks at the top of the bureau, again, I'm asking you as a, as a, as an American citizen who is deeply concerned about the future of the constitutional Republic and the representative democracy we now have, you have immense power. You can come for me, Rudy Giuliani, John Solomon, anytime you want. You've divorced yourself from enforcing the rule of law. Many of you up at the top who've already set aside your mission in the interest of partisan gain, you have immense power. You can hurt me. You've already hurt others. You've done tremendous damage to your reputation, tremendous damage to this country, tremendous damage to the entire Trump administration. You've destroyed faith in your enterprise. I'm asking you to please step aside. I know you won't listen to me. I know you'll ignore me. I know you think on the totem pole of morality, you're at the top. You're not. You're not even at the bottom. You're in the ground the totem pole's buried in. You did this. You did this. I had your job. I was in 1811 too. I walked in those shoes. I spent time in the hot zones. I put all of my politics aside to do the right thing, whether it was a Democrat or a Republican. And when I felt I couldn't do that anymore, I resigned. And I ran for office because I felt that politics was in my priority. If politics is your priority, may I humbly recommend you do the same thing and please leave. You were destroying this country. There's only two possible reasons you would have done this briefing to Grassley. To set them up because you were in on it or because you were not smart enough to figure out what Democrats were using you for and you didn't have the guts to say, no, we're not going to brief them on this because we don't have information that this is Russian disinformation on Hunter. But you weren't smart enough to do that. I have no doubt I'll be their target one day either, folks. None. Because I know how this stuff works. Some guy's going to get a bug in his caboose in headquarters, and next thing you know, we'll be on their list. It's the way this stuff goes down. Here's the second part of their new politicized FBI's new strategy for taking out their political opponents. Briefings. Politicized briefings. And second, it's not just the FBI, but other entities within the government law enforcement enterprise are now talking about circumventing the normal information gathering process and using private firms to monitor extremists. No, private firms to spy on people. 
Don't take it from me. Read this New York Post article by Mark Moore. It'll be in the newsletter today. The Biden administration mulls partnering with private firms to monitor extremists. I, I, I that, That's the title of the article, folks. I'm not making this up. Now, to be clear, because again, liberals listen and have a tough time with information and fact processing. The FBI, Secret Service, DHS, DEA, IRS, whatever it may be, it's perfectly legal for them to get information from citizens and sources. They do it all the time. What is not ethical and what is totally immoral is getting information from sources, knowing you're doing it to advance a political agenda, not a law enforcement or intelligence one, and then secondly, getting it from people strictly motivated by politics. Getting information from Christopher Steele to spy on Donald Trump using the PP dossier, knowing Christopher Steele was working for Hillary Clinton, is neither moral or ethical, but they did it anyway. So here, from the New York Post piece, what is the DHS and other law enforcement entities under the new Biden spying administration? More communists. What are they looking to do? The Biden administration. They, they, they're just like YouTube. They, they, anything a communist would do, they would do. So there are some restrictions about the federal government spying on its citizens. So, quote, to get around those restrictions, the federal government's reportedly weighing and listing outside entities that can legally encounter these groups and gather information. Now you'll see why the new FBI list we have, target list, why it's so important. Working with these outside companies would allow the DHS to better analyze trends and provide more real-time information for its use and for the FBI, which also is unable to surveil U.S. citizens without getting a warrant or proving some overarching justification like a previous investigation. The CIA and National Security Agency are under similar restrictions. Not anymore, apparently. They're just going to hire third parties to do it. Be looking at Cyber Ninjas, the Boogaloo Boys, Giuliani, Solomon. And maybe they'll get, eventually they'll get to China, Russia, Al-Qaeda. Maybe one of these days they'll get to that when they're done with the Boogaloo Boys and the Cyber Ninjas and Senator Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley. Deadly threats to national security, I'm, I'm sure. At Grasley, he's a real danger. What a threat. <sighs> All right. I got a ton more stuff. Let me get to my third sponsor here. I do. I, I This is the first time I'm doing it in reverse because I saw this story last. But we're going to power through because it's been a busy week. I've had some news sitting on the sidelines for a while. All right. Today's show brought to you by a product that really rescued me during my uh, health crisis I had recently because nausea, sadly, is a really... Uh, Nasty side effect of chemotherapy. But you know, a third of Americans regularly suffer from nausea. I had it because of the, the, you know, the chemo. It makes you want to throw up all the time, which is kind of gross. You don't want to do that. I use this. Got me through. This is my actual relief band. Relief band is the number one FDA cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines. My wife gets those hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and provides all natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through relief band, it's available to the masses. Here's how it works. It stimulates a nerve in the wrist, you know, a little sensor right there, a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea, and it blocks that signal to the brain, that, which sends to your stomach telling you you're sick. It just blocks the signal. It's that simple. How does it work? You hit the power button here, and then that's how you turn it up. It's really that simple. Or turn it down. 
Relief Band is the only over-the-counter wearable device that's been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. It worked for me the minute I hit the power button. It really is that good. Ensure nausea is never the reason to miss out on life's important moments. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com, reliefband.com and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. Head to reliefband.com and use promo code Bongino for 20% off. And um, listen, if you all are suffering with nausea, migraines, or what I went through, I'm telling you, this thing works like a charm. You just hit the power button. It's that simple. It really works. Thanks, Relief Band. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, just a quick economic note. A lot of stories we have to get to today. It is Friday. I'm going to leave you hanging. Jobs report came out disappointed uh, badly. We were expecting a million new jobs, got around 200 something thousand. Uh, big disappointment. I think the reason is, is uh, there's a number of factors factoring into this. I, for some reason, I had this thing stuck in my head. Remember that movie, uh, The Fifth Element? Multipass. Multipass. That just got stuck in my head for some weird reason. Like I, I've... I can, sometimes like I get ADHD, I get totally distracted. The jobs report disappointed. There are a lot of reasons behind it. One of them, businesses are having a hard time hiring workers because the United States government and the liberals running it right now, including some Republicans who are pretending to be Republicans, but are really liberals, thought it was a good idea to pay people more not to work than to actually work. What could possibly go wrong? So the jobs report disappointed. Also, there's supply chain messes going on right now. Have you tried to get chlorine for your pool? No, I'm not kidding. Um, good luck. Have you tried to buy minerals online? I take at night ZMA, zinc, magnesium, aspartate with B6. Helps me go to sleep at night. Try to find zinc and magnesium out there. You can find it. It's hard. Folks, there's are massive supply chain problems because the um, idiots that run our government thought locking down the entire global economy was a good idea. We are now having massive supply chain problems. You're going to see shortages throughout the summers, even shortages of chicken. How do you run out of chicken? Chicken's so ubiquitous, we think everything tastes like chicken. You're like, that tastes like chicken. I want to chew on this secret service. Going, Gosh, it tastes like chicken. Why do we say that? Everything tastes like chicken because all we eat is chicken. We eat nuggets. We eat sandwiches. We eat whole chickens. We eat rotisserie chickens. We eat barbecue chicken. We eat fried chicken. We love chicken. I'm a nuggets guy. I eat the hell out of nuggets. I put them in our power air fryer and they didn't even pay for a spot today. I love it. He has a power air fryer. He eats the hell out of chicken. I like chicken salad. Sometimes I buy lunch for Guy. Guy says, can you get me the curry chicken salad from City Beats? Sure, Guy, no problem. Everybody says, we can't even get chicken anymore because these idiots thought a global economic lockdown was a good idea. You wonder why you can't fill jobs? I just had to get a new car. You know why? My truck, I'm having a hard time. Fi I got to get rid of the Raptor. I love the Raptor. Great car. Got to get a new car. Sorry. Can't fit it in anywhere anymore. Got to park in places. I'm a terrible driver these days. I'm getting old. I can't get a new car. Not a joke. I got a Navigator. I can't get the Navigator. You know why I can't get the Navigator? Because the plant shut down because they can't get a damn chip to put in the car because these idiots thought a global lockdown was a good idea. I'm not kidding. They're like, yes, we can't find the chips for the car. Your car is a VIN, but we can't build it yet. I'm not joking. Good idea, libs. Let's shut the global economy down. What's the worst that could happen? I don't know. People could die from like starvation. Hey, find chicken. How did you not find chicken? Chicken's everywhere. Oatmeal tastes like chicken.
More economic bad news, not just the jobs report. Folks, listen, Democrats are not even about policy anymore. Please stop arguing with your liberal friends about policy. Just don't, they're not about policy. They're all about punishment. No, I'm serious. They just want to punish you. They don't know anything. And what they know is wrong. Liberals are not serious people. I'm very sorry to have to tell you that. Don't debate them to win a debate because they're not interested. They just want to punish you. Debate them because there's someone else listening who's sane and is going to hear your arguments being cogent and rational. And they're going to hear the liberals respond with hate and anger. And you'll convince the third person. That's the only reason to debate a liberal. I've said this repeatedly on the show. You'll never convince. They just want to punish you. They're emotional creatures only. Why do you bring this up, Dan? I love when I ask myself questions as if you're talking to me. Listen, when the radio show launches in a couple of weeks, you can call in the show and we can chat. But now I have to be you and ask myself questions. Proving again, liberals just want to punish you. They're not serious people. Here's a journal article. Uh, the capital gains revenue illusion. House Democrats are already asking for death exceptions. Their editorial board today, Wall Street Journal. What's this about? Joe Biden wants to raise the capital gains tax to a ridiculous 43.4%. Meaning if you have a stock and you made money, you're going to pay roughly 50% of those proceeds from your stock investment. By the way, uh, money that's already been taxed by both the corporation and your income tax, um, you're going to be taxed again at roughly 50%. Take into account inflation and you will rarely make money on a stock investment ever again in your life. Now, Joe Biden wants to raise the capital gains tax because he keeps telling people it's going to raise more money for the federal government. The problem, folks, nobody's actually telling Joe Biden that. Like, no one. Nobody. You don't believe me? Look at the Wall Street Journal piece. Penn Wharton. You know, the business school. This is a nonpartisan actor here. These are not conservatives. Penn Wharton estimates that raising the top capital gains tax rate to 43.4% would shrink, shrink, shrink federal revenue by $33 billion over 10 years. That's a smaller hit than the Tax Foundation, another nonpartisan outlet, by the way, folks, which reports a $124 billion loss. But it acknowledges the same economic reality. Taxpayers in the range of the highest top rate will find ways to shrink their bills. So just to be clear, Joe Biden and his radical communist base right now are supporting a policy that will cost the government tax revenue, shut down the economy and crush the value of stocks. And they're doing it because, because what? What's your reason again? Please tell me what your reason is. There is not a serious economic actor out there. Serious. I'm not talking about liberals. Who will tell you this capital gains tax hike is actually going to raise money? It's going to lose money as rich people take their money out of the United States. Not every nonpartisan entity out there is telling Biden this. And he's doing it anyway. Why? 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 Because he hates you. And so do his communist allies. And they want to punish you if you make money. That's it. Can you please give me another reason? I'll wait. My coffee comes no more left. Put a little cocoa at the bottom. You see that? Cocoa's good for you. Powerful antioxidant. I put it in my coffee. Real cocoa is very bitter, though. You got a reason yet? Guy, you got a reason why they're doing it? Joe, do you have a reason why they're doing it? Nah, man, no reason. Paula, no reason from Joe, none from Guy, Paula. Getting a head nod there from Paula in the other room. 
They want to punish you. That's the only reason. You want to raise a tax that will lose the government money just to punish people because that's what leftists are. So I quickly jotted down some other examples of the sadistic communist far left now. It is sadistic, right? By definition, they enjoy pain. Let me just say, hold on. Let's look at that. Let's get a definition of that. Stand by one second, folks. We're going to do this on the air. We're going to be doing this on my radio show too, so it's going to get fun. Sadism, noun. The tendency to derive pleasure, especially her gratification, from inflicting pain, suffering, or humiliation on others. Yeah, sounds about right. Sadistic. Like that. Sounds about right. So here's some other examples of leftist sadistic behavior. The lockdowns. They thought lockdowns would be a good idea. Nobody told them this was a good idea outside of some uh, medical uh, pseudo experts who got everything wrong had no, uh, never calculated the economic losses or the other secondary impacts. Lockdowns were sadistic. They get the left also obstructs school choice, keeping people in crappy schools. That's kind of sadistic, don't you think? Enjoying people's pain while their kids' lives are destroyed over a terrible, uh, uh, terrible education, destroying people's businesses when you can't even point to a sound reason why you do that. Cancel culture, destroying people's lives because you don't like their politics. Just other examples of how the left, the communist left, now engages in sadism type behavior, enjoying the pain of others with no definable positive outcome at all. Disgusting. All right. Uh, should we do our hero of the day? Now, let me do a hero of the day after this. I usually end this show with hero of the day, but I do got some other things. We're going to get through this no matter what. Uh, quickly, let me get to my last sponsor. It's important. Mother's Day's coming out. It's the final week of Chamonix's Mother's Day sale. For only a few more days, get that special lady the greatest skincare products in the world at a once-in-a-lifetime special promotion. Order the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness and get the jawline treatment and Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, GenuCell will also include their legendary GenuCell XV Anti-Wrinkle Treatment and Moisturizer also free. That's three free gifts when you order today. Make this Mother's Day one to remember with the greatest skincare money can buy. Shamani promises you'll see results within 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Go to GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Enter my special promo code DAN40, that's DAN40, for an extra $40 off this crazy good sale. And as a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Don't wait. Call or click now. This is the last week. Call or click now. GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com, promo code DAN40. Check it out. All right, we haven't had a hero of the day for a while, so he's going to have to be hero of the week too. But I'm loving this judge. I don't know this guy. Little background. There's this uh, man in court. I don't know what he's being accused of, some crime involving a firearm, whatever it is. The man happens to be black. Um, his lawyer is going to open up with the man's lawyer trying to defend this client. The lawyer somehow thinks it's a good idea to introduce like identity politics, whatever, uh, anti-police rhetoric. The judge is having... Absolutely none of this. Here's our hero of the day, Mr. Judge Guy. Check this out. He's running from the scenes because shots are being fired. Right, this, right. And he's got in, a holster. In light of what's happening in, in, got it. Your Honor, Sir, in light of what's happening in this country uh, with with unarmed black men being killed don't by police, hand, don't hand running, me that. Don't hand me running that. From, uh, we, shots don't being don't fired even go down that road. I'm not going to let you go down that road. That is so off base. We've got a young man. I don't care what color he is. 
He's in a neighborhood he doesn't live in at 1.41 in the morning, hiding on someone under somebody's dock in the water with a holster on after a police officer had a shot taken at him. Don't hand me this. He's a black man uh, running from police brutality. Look, that is not appropriate in this case. That's not there. I'm not going to let you poison this case with bringing in something that has nothing to do with it. Your bond's $100,000 on count three and a hundred thousand dollars on count four thank you <laughs> and the verdict is in thank you judge well done <laughs> here with a day slash week nice job mr judge guy here's our again a segment we've been running every day now he's putting a fancy graphic together for next week here is our Ron DeSantis strikes again segment, making Florida the greatest state of the union. This guy is setting an example for governors everywhere. By the way, very weak hit piece out today in Ron DeSantis on Politico, basically saying Ron DeSantis doesn't really like political consultants and relies on his wife. You're like, that's a hit piece? Yeah, that's the hit piece. That's the gist of it. Read it. Ron DeSantis doesn't trust people other than his wife. Good for Ron. His wife is great, by the way. I already told you that on the show. I'd trust her too if she was my wife. She's not. I'm married to Paula and I love her too. Do I? What do I, do I get a hit piece too from Politico? Dan Bongino trusts his wife to run his business. <laughs> Florida politics. Governor DeSantis touts Florida's economic recovery over the lockdown states. Here's a fascinating little, uh, little, little set of data for you. So New York has a 12% income tax in New York state. New York city piles on an extra, what, two or 3%. They also got hundreds of billions of dollars in bailout money in New York state. Florida has zero income tax. Relies a lot less on the federal government. And yet, this is incredible. DeSantis briefed reporters yesterday and said, you know, our unemployment rate's lower than the national average by a significant amount. Also, Florida's revenue, tax revenue, is trending upward. In April, Florida state revenue exceeded expectations by roughly $750 million. Moreover, the state doubled its reserve fund without touching a cent throughout the pandemic, DeSantis noted. That's odd. Odd if you're a liberal, of course. If you're a sane conservative, you're like, nah, it makes perfect sense. Florida has no state income tax at all. Doubles its state revenue. is flush in money right now. Never dipped into its emergency fund at all. Yet New York, with a 12% state income tax, New York City income tax, regulations out the wazoo, is uh, going bankrupt with an income tax of 12%. Weird, isn't it? Weird how that works. Again, Libs, I know this is hard for you. Numbers and stuff, data, process. I know it's hard for you, processing information. But doesn't that strike you as a little strange that we have no state income tax and we are flushed with money? You have a huge state income tax in the liberal state of New York and you're nearly bankrupt. Isn't that just really odd? Does that, does that trigger some dendrites, axons, connections, neurotransmitters, synapses? Any, any, of, that, any of that working? Nodes of Rainvier, myelin sheaths, any of that functioning? Electrical conduction? No? Okay. Didn't think so. Part two of our Ron DeSantis strikes again. Watch the examiner. Ron DeSantis tells unemployed Floridians, got to start looking for a job. Good. Good. Guy laughed at the headline because it's true. Why is this weird? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're unemployed and can get a job and the taxpayers are paid, listen, if it's a big struggle, and you, there's some reason you're unemployed and you cannot possibly work. 
There's a safety net built in for that. Whether you agree with it or not, it's there. If you can work, can I say, I can't say that word, can I, on the air? Get your rump to work. Go to work if you can work. I work. He works. Joe works. Paula works. We all work. If you can work, go to work. Republicans shouldn't run for this. That sounds insensitive. It's insensitive. You know what sounds insensitive? Asking people to pay for other people not to work. Get to work. Work boots. Put them on. That's not insensitive. That's the real world. Save the unemployment money for people who are unemployed through no fault of their own. Why is this controversial? Ron DeSantis, if you can work, you should work. Please work. It's controversial to me to pay for it. Take your rump and go to work. Part three. This is from Florida Gov, their Florida's official website. Ron DeSantis signs bill to safeguard the sanctity of Florida elections. <laughs> Cleaning up elections, securing ballot boxes, preventing mass mailing of ballots where fraud could result. Again, the best governor in the country right now, hands down. And if the best you can do for a hit piece is that Ron DeSantis trusts his wife over political consultants, good luck. All right, moving on. Got a, again, a lot of news. Arizona election audit update. So there was a settlement with the Arizona Democratic Party that for some bizarre reason is desperate to stop the audit of the election going on. Well, it's not really a bizarre reason. The reason they want to stop the election audit from going on is because they don't want you to see if, if there's potential fraud that's uncovered. They don't want you to see that. So they had a settlement with cyber ninjas. Target number one, new government hit list. Got to get those cyber ninjas. Right after the Boogaloo Boys and Giuliani and John Solomon maybe squeezed the Chinese Communist Party in there somewhere. Got to get the cyber ninjas first. So the cyber ninjas were forced to put out a statement about this settlement because the settlement with the Democrat Party in Arizona over the other changes nothing. Says number one, I won't read through all of them, but you can check it out if you'd like. So the settlement requires the audit team, the cyber ninjas, to allow the Arizona Secretary of State's office to have observers. Reality is the Secretary of State never requested to have observers. The Cyber Ninjas audit team never objected to observers. As a result, nothing changes. The settlement also requires the audit team to not have blue or black pens where ballots are being handled. This claim was based off a discredited media report. Blue or black pens were never near the ballots. Again, nothing changes. Here's one more. The settlement with the Democrats requires the Arizona audit team to secure the ballots. Well, the ballots have been secured from the very beginning and will continue to be secured. The public can watch it live 24 hours a day at azaudit.org until the audit team is done. Again, nothing changes. Excuse me. Statement goes on. You can read the rest of it. This is just the Democrats in absolute panic because they're afraid if fraud is uncovered that it's going to be exposed and they might have to explain themselves. All right, last story. A little wonky but important. Been itching to get to this one the whole week. Folks, for the Second Amendment advocates out there, which should be all of you, our big R God-given right to defend ourself is uh, the primacy of it should be in the front of your mind at all times. If you can't defend your own life, paying taxes and the rest doesn't really matter, does it? Second Amendment, however, is always under attack. We're going to end the show as we started the show. 
when the left wants to attack people, whether it's the CIA, FBI, political opponents, whatever it may be, what do they do? They use identity politics, critical race theory, and other nonsense because they know America is not a racist country. If it was a racist country, accusing people of being a racist wouldn't be an insult, right? Of logic, right, folks, using logic. If this was a racist country and we were all racist, then why would calling someone a racist be an insult? I'll ask you to think that through for a moment. If you're a leftist, you're having a hard time with that. The reason calling someone a racist and using identity politics to attack people so effective in the United States is because there's no worse thing to slur someone with than calling them a racist because we're not a racist country. Again, that's just logic, synapses, you know, leftists. This piece will be in the newsletter today. I strongly encourage you to read it. It's short, but it's very good by Charles Cook at the National Review. Bongino.com slash newsletter. You can access it there. So, of course, Joe Biden wants to take your firearms away because he doesn't want you to be able to defend yourself because that's what leftists do. They'd like you to be sitting ducks because, again, leftists are inherently, the radical left at least, are communists, and that's what communists want. So in their zeal to attack the Second Amendment, the left is now claiming that uh, the uh, laws that explicitly refer to an individual right to carry, not a collective right, which is what the Second Amendment, Second Amendment is specifically about your right to carry. It's not about a collective right, the militia. There's a comma there. The Second Amendment guarantees you, the individual, the right to carry a firearm and protect yourself. Everybody understand that? By a plain reading of it. Only nincompoops think otherwise. <laughs> My grandmother used to say that word. <laughs> I told you, I always get distracted. So the Second Amendment's not having a lot of luck. I mean, excuse me, the left's attacks on the Second Amendment, they're not having a lot of luck with them. Americans don't want to give up the right to defend their own lives. So what's the left do? They go right back to the critical race, racism nonsense. Here we go. It was an article up at Slate talking about the Heller decision. The Heller decision was a, uh, was a federal court decision that said it is an individual right. It's not a collective right. So the left, this article, this author at Slate writes from the National Review piece, you can see they quote Slate. It says another major problem with Heller that will now confront Gorsuch and Barrett was that it relied heavily on a small body of legal cases from the slave owning South. Oh my gosh. And ignored the rest of America's legal history. Did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? Everybody get it? You get what they did there? You get what Slate's doing? Heller, which says the Second Amendment is an individual right, which it is by any plain reading, the left's new line of attack is no, no. The Second Amendment, that individual right thing, that's based in case law from slave states in the South. In other words, it's racist. But is that what is that is that what actually happened? Because you know, we history's already been written. You know, the whole like now thing, except history, past, future hasn't happened yet. So that's not exactly how it went down, the history of the Heller decision. Charles Cook gives us a handy-dandy guide here. He says, you know, so if the history of the explicit right to individual carries written in case law based in slave states, then why is it that the northern states were the first ones to do it? From the piece, quote, the first states to adopt constitutional protections that explicitly referred to an individual right to keep and bear arms were not in the South, but in the North. Cornell, that's the author, likes to argue that America's gun culture is intrinsically Southern. And in particular, he likes to associate it with slavery, honor, and their associated violence below the Mason-Dixon line. But this is a somewhat difficult case to make when one considers that the first provision 
that held that the people have a right to bear arms for the defense of themselves and the state, note themselves, was passed in Pennsylvania in 1776. And one year later, it was copied verbatim by Vermont. You know, those those deep South states, you know, Vermont right above Florida, Pennsylvania right next to Georgia to the left. If a liberal probably believes that. They're like, oh yeah, they're right there. Um, of course, those are Northern states. But again, uh, don't leave it to the you know leftists to figure that out. So when your friends try to hit you with the, you know, the Second Amendment was grounded in the slave movement in the South, really because the Northern states were the first one to reaffirm the right of an individual to keep and bear arms. They'd be like, eh, Sorry, you just made that up because you're good at that. That's what leftists do. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. It's been a really great week. The listenership was off the charts this week. Um, we had some reviews from Guy's dad, apparently liked the George Soros show, which is pretty cool. I hope you all enjoyed it. It is a deep dive. Sadly, it is a true story. So watch the shows this week. It is a, it's a complicated story, but it's worth your time. And um, please reach out to your local radio stations. Get ready for the launch of my terrestrial, excuse me, my radio show. I keep saying that. My radio show, May 24th. May 24th, call, email, tweet, Facebook, parlor, your local radio station. Ask them if we can, uh, if you can hear the show. We'd really appreciate it. Subscribe to my Rumble account, rumble.com slash Bongino. I'll see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.